0: Back when we first started traveling in our first van, way back in 2018, we met up. It was the first people we'd ever met up with on the road. I know. And this couple actually asked us, like, do you know the Russos? It's the first other fellow van lifer that anybody had ever personally introduced to us and said, you need to follow the Russos.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And ever since then, we've followed them and we've become friends, which is Really fun. That's
0: a new thing. In the last like year and a half, we actually met them at Overland Expo in 2021, 22. Yeah. The year is this? this? is 23. We met um, them in 2022.
2: And <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> when we met them, they had this whole like entourage around them. Everybody loves the Russos. They're
0: just good community builders. They are, they, well, one, they always have the espresso machine and coffee. That's if you're true. ever around them at an expo, we've seen them at Van, van Life. One of the Van Expos and also Overland Expo. <laughs> I can't remember which ones. Anyway, Every time we've seen them, they have the espresso machine out and they're serving up coffee to all of their new and old friends. Yeah. And they've been
2: in this content creating world for a long time. In fact, if you've ever been on YouTube and you're searching for a particular RV or truck, Mm -hmm. you have probably watched one of their videos.
0: They know all about the different kinds of campers out there. Specifically, they're in a van right now, but they've been in I think they said class A's, they've been in truck campers, they've been in two different vans, but they do all sorts of like RV helpful kind of stuff. But they're world travelers too. We Mm -hmm. talked to them today about their recent travels to Italy and Thailand. And they're cruising. They're getting on boats now. They cruised across the Atlantic recently. So they're just very fascinating, very fun people and This is our conversation with Joe and Kate Russo from We're the Russos.
2: But remember, Joe and Kate would want you to leave a review for this podcast. I'm always
0: trying to hurry it up and introduce it and be like, here it is. So Chris doesn't give you the pitch
2: of review the podcast. Please. So if you're on your phone, you're like, you know what? This guy is just begging for my words of affirmation. You're right. I am. So go to iTunes, leave us a review or on Spotify. You can leave a five star or four star or whatever star review. Honest review. Honest review. But if you
0: really don't like us, then maybe just turn this off and don't go review.
2: Yeah. Uh, Let's go get coffee so you can like us better. Okay. Anyway, let's just jump into the conversation with the Russos. Guys, thanks for being here. Hey, guys.
0: Hello. Hello. Thank you for having us. Thank you for being here. All right. So, just in case people don't know who you are, I'm sure most people out here do. um, Just give us an overview of who you are, where you're from, and all that kind of thing.
3: Okay. I'm Kate. This is Joe. No, in all seriousness, Joe, Kate. So our story begins uh, back in 2014 when um, Kate came up with this crazy idea for us to quit our jobs, sell the house, basically get rid of everything but what we could fit in an RV that we didn't own yet, and basically travel the country for a year. With Um, our dogs. Yes, with our dogs. We were getting... We were living in Los Angeles at the time and tired of the rat race and everything else. And we just needed to take a year off. That year turned into six and a half years of full-time travel on the road. And it's now been, what, going on, this is our eight, eight and a half years now
2: mm-hmm.
3: of RVing. So in twenty twenty, at the end of 2021, we settled down and got a home base again, but we still travel a fair amount of the year. And as Chris and Sarah mentioned, we've been in all sorts of vehicles or campers. We started with a Class A motorhome, uh, went down to a Class B van, went into a truck camper. We're back in a Class B van, and through all throughout all of that, we've tested a number of vehicles for different companies. So we've tried just about everything except for a towable.
0: Mm, okay, oh, all right. That's
3: all accurate.
1: That's Yeah, that's accurate. And then in between all of the camper travel, we've done a fair amount of overseas travel as well, um, whether renting a camper overseas or traveling by train or airplane.
3: Gotcha. Wait, we we haven't traveled. Oh, yeah, we did travel by train.
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Where was that at?
0: Can I ask? Uh,
1: So we took a train from Beijing, China to Lhasa, Tibet. Oh my oh, god. Uh, multiple trains. Wow. Multiple trains I should say. That is yeah. so
2: And cool. the That's more than a train that, ride. That's like that's like an yeah, epic yeah, train it's ride. Like, like a lifetime trip. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it was
3: about I think it was 30 or 36 hours. Wow. Um, and the part from being on mainland China, the bullet train um, I mean that was we were whipping across the country, but China is huge. It's like the US in terms of size, even a bit wider. Um, but what was interesting about it was as we were traveling across mainland China, you get to see a lot of China that you don't see in the news and that. And what was crazy about it was you'd be out in the middle of this like countryside and all of a sudden the city would appear out of nowhere and it would just be 20 of the same like sky rise apartment building. And then, and it was all abandoned. No one lived there. And then it would just, Disappear back into farmland, and you'd see that like every twenty minutes or so, wow. until we got to—I forget the name—it was singing or where we got onto the oh, train. Uh-huh. Yeah, where we got on the train to Tibet, and then that's another twenty hours or so, and it's the currently, or I think it, at least it was then, the highest train in the world.
0: Wow!
3: Uh, so high that they had to pressurize the cabins, or at least pump oxygen in there. Oh my gosh! Wow. Um, yeah, and we went through this landscape that looked like we were on the moon. It was crazy.
0: Oh wow, that's like one of my bucket list yeah, trips. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I feel like we could talk the entire episode about like just international travel because I know you guys have traveled extensively in China and all. But let's jump back to, I guess, RVing in general. Where should we begin with that? Because there's just like, so many. I know where I should start. Okay. Okay.
2: Where are you going to start?
0: I'm just always <laughs> curious about people's backstory because I know you guys quit your jobs. What was your background prior? To hitting the road and I know now that you guys are full-time con- content creators but what was that transition mm-hmm. like like what did you guys do before that set you up for this
1: yeah so my career before we quit and hit the road was digital marketing okay. um, so working for different agencies creative agencies to startups um, really focused on marketing so that really those skill sets really helped um, us kind of launch our content business for sure
3: and I was in advertising, but on the product side. So I was a product developer for uh, advertising products at DirecTV okay. for Very 10 cool. years.
0: Wow. You guys were like set up to do your own like creative business. Yeah. You really were. I didn't know that was your background. I had no idea. So now I'm seeing it I'm like, oh, okay, that's why yeah. they're doing so well. So, so why? <laughs> I, think, I
3: think it just worked out that way because we got on the road and a month in, we both had this moment where we were like we don't want to go back Mm -hmm. what are we going to do and kate had been following what were the names
1: um well i had followed various different blogs Mm -hmm. from food to travel and there was one food blog that would consistently post how they were making an income Mm -hmm. every month and they broke it down by affiliate marketing like sponsored posts Mm -hmm. um, advertising on their blog and it made it it kind of planted a seed in the sense of, hey, people can make a living and be very successful blogging. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of on the back of our, my head. Uh, because when we decided to come up with this plan to essentially take a year off, we saved up enough to travel for a year without having to work. And then the plan was at the end of that year, once we ran out of money, we would essentially get jobs again, settle down and go back to kind of the life we had before. Um, but as joe mentioned a month in, we we realized we didn't want to go and do that (laughs) so how how do we keep going (laughs)
3: yeah so it started with the blog and then transitioned into the youtube channel because we met a gentleman that i had been following just in the rv space as i was researching we happened to be at the same place and met up with him and he convinced us to start a youtube channel Mm
0: -hmm. okay that was my next question of what was the first platform you guys, because I know you guys as YouTubers and Instagrammers, but I know the blogging is a huge part. So what, I guess blogging came first, then YouTube. Are you still doing all of them at one time or what does that look like? Yes. Okay. We, okay. We are. <laughs> yes. we, we launched, <laughs> we
1: started with the blog Okay. because that was the thing that kind of was in the back of my mind. And we didn't ha- really have an intention to start vlogging or making video content, but As Joe said, he just put us on his YouTube channel and said, okay, this video is coming out and I'm going to point people to your YouTube channel. So you better have some content for people to watch.
3: (laughs) So we, we had talked about starting a YouTube channel, Mm -hmm. uh, back before our, we quit our jobs and we were trying to figure out ways to possibly make money while we were on the road. But the very last, my very last day or both of our last days of work, um, as we were driving to work together, Kate started filming me, and I had no idea what to say. It was terrible. I was like, let's never do this again. <laughs> um, if you go onto our YouTube channel and search for Last Day of Work, you'll be able to find that video. Oh, I'm right. going back
0: and watching <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> know that was out there.
3: <laughs> it was it was terrible. And now, not only are we doing the like YouTube, uh, blog, Instagram, we're also starting a podcast. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the first time we've announced this publicly. Yay! Um, I don't know when this podcast will be going live. Our <laughs> podcast might be live by then, but it's going to be called RVing with Joe and Kate.
0: Love oh, it! Dude. Oh, I'm so good. I feel like we're one of those talk shows who gets like the secret inside yeah. scoop delivered on their show. You know, we're like somebody. Like Fallon or, we're somebody like, yeah, or we're the poor man's
2: <laughs> Jimmy Fallon, <is> what <laughs> we like to say. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> Congrats on all that! I want to hear about Thank the you. blog personally because I feel like are they the first bloggers you've had on
2: They're Yeah. You guys are one of the first people we've had on that have mentioned blogging because most people that we've talked to, they have a YouTube channel or they have an Instagram platform or something like that. Um, or a business. Some sort but, of, yeah. Yeah. It's, but you guys, it's, it's really cool. You started off with the blog. So let's, let, yeah, let's dive into that. I'm what, really
0: curious. Cause I think a lot of people are like sort of me, where they're introverted and they want, they hear content creation, they think they have to be in front of the camera all the time, like they have to be on YouTube or Instagram. And that was really intimidating to me at first, but there's a whole other side of content creation, which is blogging, which pays pretty good money. So could you talk a little bit about that?
1: Sure. So the blogging um, that we do is all very similar content to our YouTube channel. So it's about RV travel primarily and resources around RVing. Um, so we 're able to essentially monetize the blog through affiliate links right? affiliate marketing um, advertising on the site that is all handled by a third party so we 're not actually actively going out and getting people to sign up as advertisers on our blog mm-hmm. um, and then the the way we kind of get traffic right is through creating consistent content and also updating older content um, and trying to figure out like how best to present the re- knowledge that we've gained mm-hmm. in the last a plus years of RVing and sharing that with people from our perspective. Mm-hmm. So Joe and I write from like our experiences and products that we use or places that we've been, campgrounds we've stayed at. Um, so it's less a what would you call it? Like a giant blanket of, we could just essentially publish whatever we mm-hmm. can around the space. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's just the two of us. We don't have um, writers. Mm-hmm. We don't have other people working for us. Uh, so whatever bandwidth we have to create blog content on top of all the other content we're putting out um, it's kind of the, the flow.
3: Yeah. And I will say <clears throat> with the blog, I think in general, it takes a lot more work because there is more to update and more to stay on top of. So if, if we have an affiliate whose link has changed, you now have to go through your entire blog and find everywhere you put that affiliate link and go back and update it and fix it. Yes. Yep. So there's with a blog, there's a lot of um, back end work that has to be done on a regular consistent basis that Kate is the hero for doing all of that <laughs> That's a fun on top job. of just writing content. Yeah. So I wish I could say it was just write content, publish it on the blog, and you're good to go. Mm -hmm. If you're doing that, you're probably not going to be very successful because of all the other work that goes into it. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even talking about SEO and that sort of thing. It's just keeping the blog up and running. Mm -hmm. Um, And But what's interesting about it is for most of the time since we've started, our blog has either outperformed or been on par with youtube in terms of revenue wow so i would say it's it's either our top or on par with youtube in terms of revenue for the year
0: that's incredible and that's
3: yeah and that one of the cool things about it is it offers you a lot of different opportunities for revenue so as kate mentioned affiliate links hmm and yes, we can put affiliate links in the description of a YouTube video, but how many times do you go into the description of a YouTube video? Right. Uh, not very often. Right. Exactly. So you can have all sorts of different affiliates. Um, you can have different sponsor deals. If you want to do those, mm. you can add in, uh, specific advertising for advertisers. So sometimes people will come to us and say, Hey, you have this page on like all the Class B camper vans in the marketplace. We would like to highlight ours. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then we have just we have an advertising platform um, that we get, you know, a monthly check from. Wow. So and that that works similar to the advertising in YouTube. Okay. And it just it's a lot of work. There are a lot of opportunities. And um, the website that we had been following before we hit the road, it was a Pinch of Yum. Okay, and I think at the time, if I remember correctly, on a monthly basis they were bringing in thirty to forty thousand dollars. Wow, a
1: month that was nine years ago. Yeah, yeah nine ten years <laughs> oh, ago. So I don't, I don't even know where they are now. Good yeah, goodness. I wish
3: we were bringing in. I,
1: I... <laughs> yeah, we're well. We de- we definitely don't have a content team. Yeah, uh, like they have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just the two of us. We get that. Wow. Yeah, I think
3: they're. If I remember correctly, their expenses per month were something like ten fifteen
0: thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Still, that's great money. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think, I think mm-hmm. for me, blogging is as much as I love YouTube and I love Instagram because it's so visual. I really love that aspect of it. But blogging is really cool because you can truly do it from anywhere. As long as you have a pretty basic, you know, internet signal, you yeah. can do it from anywhere. You can do it from mm-hmm. a beach, you can do it from a pool, you can do it from a plane, like anywhere in the world, you can be blogging. And I love it. I really, I think it's been a really cool way to like grow our business lately. Mm-hmm. It We're not, we're not generating a, ton of revenue off it it's grown rapidly lately Mm -hmm. but how long did it take you guys before you started i guess making money on the blog because i'm Mm -hmm. i'm just gauging like how much farther do i have to go uh
3: well it
1: took a a little
0: while yeah
3: we used to publish if you go on our website and you look up income Mm -hmm. uh, we used to publish our income
0: oh cool okay
3: and looking at it our the first month we really started making any sort of money we made $50. Fifty dollars.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. I think it was twenty five.
3: Twenty five, fifty. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, somewhere around there.
3: Yeah, gotcha. and the thing was the it took it took a long time for the blog to kind of spin up and actually start making money because, um, just getting the traffic, getting the affiliates, and everything else. We didn't have an ad network at the time. Mm-hmm. We were still using Google, which was yeah. not paying well,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and it was a YouTube channel that really spun up first. Okay. And between, so if we look at it when we started the YouTube channel in December of 2015, along with the blog, and we went full-time into all of that, it took us a year from then to cover all of our expenses. So this was wow. our RV payment at the time, food, insurance, everything. Mm-hmm. I think it was a couple thousand um, a month, and we were able to get to that point.
0: Wow. wow. in a year. Yeah. That's really f- fast. I mean, for anybody listening, who's still like thinking about it, like it does take a long time, but that seems to make that amount of income. That's pretty quick. Yeah.
2: And you, but you were consistent. Like you posted several, several articles a week and then you started doing YouTube as well. Like you were just consistent the entire time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to
3: give, to give people some more perspective, it was, um, we were probably putting in 80 plus hour weeks. Mm -hmm. each, each yeah. yeah and this was this was just like the time we were sitting down working on videos working on the blog mm-hmm. um you know waking up our phones would be in our hands checking comments responding to things uh, getting new stuff up we were publishing probably anywhere from three to five videos a week
1: wow, wow. at least yeah holy moly that's and
3: a lot. it It was a, it was to the point where all of our travel was based on what we were going to do next. Mm -hmm. So we were going to go to a town and write an article about the best food there or something like that and make videos about it and everything else. And for us, it actually became too much. Mm -hmm. And I think over the years, we've been able to find a nice work-life balance where we're not making as much money. Um, our revenue has declined because of it, but we 're able to enjoy our time much more mm-hmm. and we don 't get burnt out if we do start to get burnt out we 'll back off even more mm-hmm. but I think the reason we 've been able to do that is because of all that backlog of content, the website, the videos, everything else yeah. after a while your um, uh revenue from all those things, so you know if you 're getting a hundred views on every video over an eight year span of you know, a couple hundred videos that starts to add up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just that backlog of content that the more you grow it, the more it'll make revenue for you in the background.
2: Yeah. That's
0: so good. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I will. I did not think we were planning on diving into actual no. content creation, but once you guys mentioned the <laughs> blog, I just got <laughs> really, so, yeah. I got really interested in that. Cause that's where I'm at right now as I've been growing it. and it's growing significantly. It's very fast right yeah. now, but it's still not making that money. But so. you're
2: right. Like we're in that, we're in that stage of working 80 plus hours a week. And we feel like we've been working 80 plus hours a week for forever. It feels like <laughs> that anyway, like banging your head against the wall. You're like, no, this will be always, be the year. Yeah. This will be the year. You'll see those inspirational <laughs> videos are like, just hit publish. I'm like, I have hit publish and I've done it a thousand <laughs> times. And so, uh, so when you are during that time and like, you kind of hit on it about being burned out or, you know, what suck, what is, what is joy sucking for you? Like, is it the blog? Is it the video? Is it all of it together? Is it, do you genuinely like creating content or do you or do you do it as a means to an end to live the lifestyle that you live?
3: Uh, well, we enjoy it. Good. Uh, and we've said, if we don't enjoy it, we will change or do something else. Mm-hmm. We still enjoy it. We have check-ins with each other. We'll, we'll, we'll just sit down and have a meeting to decide, like, is this something we still like doing? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Is it something that's performing well? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually how we came up with the podcast, because we were looking for, we've been finding that in our content, uh, travel content isn't as popular anymore. Mm-hmm. And people seem to be gravitating more towards our resource type content.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
3: And that's kind of how the evolution of the podcast started was... We figured with the podcast, we can get more in depth in certain things Mm -hmm. and put it out on different platforms that we're not using today. Yeah. So all the different podcasting platforms.
1: And we've met so many amazing people throughout our journey, Mm -hmm. especially with relating as it relates to RV travel and people have like stories to share, experience to share. Um, And I think podcasting is such a great way to sit down with these people Mm -hmm. and- kind of talk to them more in depth about something specific. Yeah. Um, for example, like once you all are finished shipping your camper overseas, yeah. Um, like sitting down and talking about that process and what is that like? And kind of sharing your learnings and, um, you know, recommendations for other people who might want to do it too. And to
3: that. answer your question about the joy suck, <laughs> um, I would say the back end of the website mm-hmm. and I'll,
1: well, yeah, I think the back end of any yeah. anything with really as it relates to the business, right? The yeah, sure. administrative stuff that um, we we all have to deal with as creators, but our viewers and listeners, you know, don't have any contact with. Right. So, like making sure, you know, if you have an email subscriber service that you're you're keeping up with that, yeah. and you know, adjusting the pricing on all of that, or you know, if you hit a certain amount of traffic threshold, it, having to, like, change your plan, um, you know, monitoring spam, mm-hmm. all yeah. of that stuff.
3: I mean, I don't think the the number one thing I've noticed from other people when they're talking to us, asking questions or we're meeting them and they're starting off as creators. The one thing a lot of people don't realize is this is a business. Mm-hmm. And I think it's especially true for like our families or friends because they just think we're going out and shooting video, and then we can play and have fun. The eternal and vacation. One of those things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: We
2: actually had a family member who were they were like, "Oh, hey, we want to come out with you and film while you know at a national park," and we're like, "No, no, no, we're not going to do that. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's not a vacation. <laughs> it's not going to work. So we'll go have family time yeah. later. So
0: yeah, go you do on. have to treat it like a job, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do,
3: and the, like family member, my mom. Uh, (laughs) so she, she and my aunt live together. And when Kate and I go out and visit, we'll be in their dining room sitting, working, and I have to put my headphones on regardless of whether I'm working or or whether I'm listening to anything or not. And my mom will come in and she'll look at me and she goes, Joe, I know you're working, but, and then she'll start on this whole thing. And I'm like, mom, if you know, I'm working, (laughs) I can't be bothered right now. I'm I'm in the middle of stuff. It'd be like me when you were back working. Me walking into your office and saying, "Hey, do you mind going to the store for me to pick up like a can of tomatoes for dinner tonight?" I can't do that.
1: No. Right. And well, I think so. It's like looking in a mirror, <laughs> Joe. It's like looking in a mirror. That's so, so real. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do feel like mom got a really good appreciation for all the back end work that we have to do um, while traveling when we took her on a 10 week uh, road trip in a van. So it was the three of us with, and her dog. We traveled across the country for 11,000 miles Wow! and we produced a, an entire 10 episode series called Summer with Mom.
0: Wow, And
1: I think that gave her one, a really good insight look into van life and what Mm -hmm. it's like to travel in a vehicle because she's never done that before, Mm -hmm. but also it gave her an appreciation for the amount of work that happens on the back end before, you know, people got to see the 10 episode series. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: And, but going back a little bit, the reason I bring up that this is a business Mm -hmm. is because a lot of people don't, and I definitely didn't think this far ahead where, you know, a good portion of my year, especially coming up now that we're getting towards the end of 2023, is spent doing taxes. Yes, I am my own bookkeeper. We do have a, a CPA that we use, which is extremely helpful and has saved us a lot of money. But It's one of those things you need to think about all these things Mm -hmm. and you're going to be running a business. And there are a lot of things about running a business I never knew until we started doing this. And then you get that little notice in the mail from the IRS that you forgot to do X, Y, and Z and you owe them some money. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So there are little things like that just to be aware of and think about. And it's not just posting videos to YouTube Mm -hmm. or blog or whatever it is
0: it is so time consuming i mean that's i chris had already owned his own business but when i came into the marriage like he had been owning it for years so thankfully like we, he had a jump start on all that but i had no idea even blogging like how much work went on behind the scenes of like you have to maintain like you said taxes takes so much time yeah. my biggest fear in life is being like audited i don't know why but i've never done anything (laughs) wrong never gotten a letter from the irs i'm terrified of it we have our passport and we're ready to
2: jump ship as quick as
0: possible (laughs) you
3: you just got put on a list
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh it is it is treating it like a business i think now that idea of taking mom across the country with us let's we're going to load up our parents in a van and we're going to take them across the country with us and we're going to show them that this is what it's like and yes it's fun but it's not a vacation it's
2: going to be more of a reality tv show kind of style oh, yeah yeah, yeah. We we'll do like, that. yeah like an e network yeah we'll do that so
0: <laughs> oh it is so much work you go ahead i know <laughs> no, you're about to ask a question no i do,
2: well I, this has been this is actually a really fun conversation because i feel like we, we're connecting on some different levels as content creators, but you both are in the travel space and you're creating content and just hearing you, like you haven't said it specifically, but, but you, you kind of have is that you have, you've pivoted, like you've pivoted mm-hmm. in some of your content mm-hmm. oh, yeah. of based. And so as you've grown creating content, creating travel stuff, you know, doing all these, um, you know, reviews on vehicles or whatever, what I, how is it easier as it goes on to pivot to to reach that audience or be or be fresh and new and can, and ha- have a consistent you know uh business with this or do you find it more frustrating and hard and draining <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, well <laughs> kind of <laughs> so i'll <laughs> i'll kind of go back to a point uh earlier that you had asked about like the joy suck and are you doing things just to do it and we've always had like joe said this check in of you know, we want to enjoy what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Yes, we understand there's work involved and it is a business, but we don't want to put out content or create things that we're not interested in. Mm -hmm. And when we first launched our website, YouTube channel, we tried all different types of content. Mm -hmm. We had a cooking series. Um, We had, you know, RV travel series. Joe had a kind of like morning cup of Joe talk <laughs> love video that. talk show almost. Um, <laughs> so we tried so it. many different things that we were both passionate about. You know, Joe loves coffee. We both love travel. I love We love cooking. And we put it all out there and kind of got some feedback from the audience that started watching our content to see what they were more interested in. Mm-hmm. And if that aligned with what we were also passionate about and enjoy doing, then we started doing more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so – Kind of going through our evolution of the different campers we had, you know, we started with class A motorhome life, towing a vehicle with travel with our dogs. And then as we changed our campers throughout the years, we also noticed our audience changed, right? People weren't interested in class B travel when we first started doing it in 2017. So they thought we were crazy. We lost some people. We gained some people but we've always stayed true to like producing content around what, we're, what we enjoy and what fits kind of our lifestyle at the moment. And, you know, RV reviews has always made sense because we we're really interested in the different kind of campers that are available and sharing that with our audience. Mm-hmm. Um, we've always enjoyed different types of RV travel and different kinds of rigs. So we've highlighted that throughout the years. And it's just kind of, I think because we've switched campers so much, we've lost people and gained more people along the way. Mm-hmm. That pivoting has been fairly easy for us because we know like people will get burnt out. You know, there are certain creators that I've watched for a very long time and then I kind of not that I forget about them, but I feel like I've I've gotten a good amount of content from them and maybe I just don't watch them for a while. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of understand that we're not always going to have the same viewers mm-hmm. for our the entire duration of our as careers as content creators.
3: Yeah. I think a lot of it is you need to, you need to be able to take a step back and say, I'm going to make this change and it's going to impact the channel. It could be positive. It could be negative, but you have to be willing to take that risk. Mm -hmm. We've made some changes that have been great. So going from the class A to the class B, we started van life before there was hashtag van life. Um, it <laughs> yes, wasn't really a thing. People thought we were crazy. You couldn't do it. There's no way you can live out of a van. Mm-hmm. And our channel kind of skyrocketed at that point. But some of uh, some of the things that we looked at was, you know, a pivoting from this to the van, and we thought that was going to be crazy. We didn't know if it was going to work. Mm-hmm. The other one was going from, we thought we had to be creating content on a regular basis. So at one point we were creating content every single day.
0: Oh my word.
3: We were doing, trying to do at least, as I mentioned earlier, three to five videos a week. And Kate came up with the idea that let's just produce one video a week. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is going to screw us. (laughs) Um, And it actually ended up working out really well for us. Mm -hmm. Then we tried going, when we started scaling back, we're like, we're going to do it once every two weeks. <laughs> and we noticed that the channel just started dropping because of that. Gotcha. Um, so <clears throat> I think the thing is, if you're, if you're going to pivot, it's good. You should do it. Try it. But be flexible and be willing to change. Mm-hmm. Be willing to look at your pivot and say, this isn't working. Um, you know, we did some tests this year with our content, trying to do more international travel, like going to Italy Yeah. and found that our audience just was not interested, um, as much. We did some travel to Thailand mm-hmm. and no, it, people just weren't interested in that. We went cruising and all of a sudden people, lo- people loved cruising. Really? So we might do, we might do more cruising content and no, like international travel content, so to speak. Yeah. Um, you know, we've noticed that our travel content in the van has, hasn't been as popular as I mentioned. So we're kind of pivoting to the podcast and some of this other content. Mm. And we'll see how that goes. It could be great. It could be a complete dud. Who knows? It could be like <laughs> Cup of Joe from back in the day. Where I had like five. <laughs> I had these five guys that would watch every week, but I that was it. it. <laughs> I
0: love that. But I love that you guys are still open to trying new things. I mean, you guys have been in the content creation game for almost a decade now. I mean, you said you had the original idea of hitting the road in 2014. We're heading up on 2024 mm-hmm. here. That's a long time to still be coming up with new ideas and willing to try new things. Because, I mean, we're guilty of sometimes just getting stuck in our bubble and not wanting to experiment. So mm-hmm. it's encouraging. But yeah. Do you want to pivot here for a second and talk about the actual travel? Because that was our original intention of having you guys on the show is because we really want to hear about your travels. (laughs) You guys are so interesting in a lot of ways. But I think let's pivot here and talk about some of the travels you guys have done, starting with, could you just tell us what rig you're in right now?
1: Sure. We are in a Class B camper van on the Ford Transit chassis. Um, The build-out is by Storyteller Overland, um, and it's – Nineteen feet.
3: Nineteen and,
1: yeah, and a half feet. Nineteen and a half feet. Uh,
3: it's the mode. The storyteller overland mode LT. It's sweet.
0: Mm-hmm. We've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> the best part about camping with you guys or seeing you guys at these overlanding expos and stuff is that you guys always have coffee at your at your van. That's always the highlight. Yeah, of well, Seeing you guys. I was I was actually <laughs> gonna say
2: there's always uh, like hundreds of people. I'm uh, not hundreds, but I mean there's just a group of people surround, like you guys walk and then there's this group of people that walk with you. It's almost like your own little entourage or whatever. <laughs> you you
0: know, guys always have this little community happens. bubble. I love it. Where <laughs> I was like, there, there yeah. they are. <laughs> it's great.
3: Yeah, I'll say the, the first time we ever had a, like we had gone to shows, RV shows, after we started making videos and had a couple people recognize us and you kind of expect it in that space. Mm-hmm. But the first time anyone recognized us outside of an RV show was, um, I think it was 2016. We were going to the Pomona RV show. We're at a Costco. We're standing in line and we're talking to each other. And this gentleman in front of us turns around and he goes, I recognize your voices. You're Joe and Kate. Oh my gosh. We're like, ah, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: And we were That's we were definitely sub ten thousand subscribers. Oh yeah, I think we were time. like
3: three, three, or three or five thousand subscribers. That's
0: crazy! That's and he knew your voices that quickly. That's cool. Uh-huh. Costco, Costco's uh, yeah. where it's at. I have to say, yeah, our Costco in Chattanooga, we've been spotted there a few times t- too, and it's always in the same spot.
2: We always have toilet paper huh. and like cheese in our <laughs> shopping cart, and then we had this one guy. You know, he was so nice. He's like, he he looked down at our cart. And then he looked at us and then he was like, I used to watch you guys. And I'm like,
0: cool. Thanks. See ya. <laughs> yeah. not so much anymore now. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, we pivoted. The strangest,
3: I, I will say the strangest one I had was, um, when we were going to Tibet. Mm. So on our flight out to China, we were, um, we're at the airport, we're going through TSA and I always wear cargo pants mm-hmm. and the, uh, the pockets on the cargo pants always set off that scanner so they have to pat you down and just Mm -hmm. double check there's nothing in your pockets right well I go through the gentleman's like here you know come over to the side do you have anything in your pockets no and he's like down on his knees patting my legs and he looks up at me and he goes by the way I loved your last book
2: (laughs) no oh gosh I was like awkward but thank you (laughs) you. this isn't the time yeah
3: That's
0: funny. Really nice guy, though. Where was that at? Was that stateside still, or were you in Tibet already? Surely that was you in... stateside. Okay, okay I'll okay. say surely okay. we weren't in Tibet. <laughs> we were at the airport. <laughs> it's like you guys have got fans in Tibet. That's that's, that's so pretty amazing. Awesome. That's so awesome. So, so
2: what is it? All right. So you're in a, a a sprinter van now. Like, what is it about traveling by road that that you enjoy? Like, why? I mean, obviously you keep going back to that. Like, you're doing international travel, but you keep coming back to being in a van or an RV or a truck or something. So why?
3: I think it's just because it is, it's a very nice way to travel for us. Mm -hmm. We've gotten to the point of being very comfortable with it and yeah, we could fly someplace, but now we have to like, really think about what we're packing, Mm -hmm. get on a plane, go through security, all that other BS, Mm -hmm. get to a hotel, be in a hotel, and I don't know how many hotel rooms we've gone to where um, you get in there, you can smell cigarette smoke or there's, something's not right. And you need to change rooms or people are loud and all these other things. And just for us, that experience isn't all that joyful. But when we take our own camper, we're bringing home along with us. Yeah. We can pack a bunch of stuff that we may never use, but just to be on the safe side. And I think that's one of the most difficult things I've had with traveling since we stopped traveling full time is it's like, I don't have my whole life with me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I really have to be thoughtful about what I need to remember to bring. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, we just went down to Disney world.
0: I saw that. Spent
3: spent, uh, yeah, spent a, like, what was it? Four or five days at uh, Fort Wilderness. Love it. it was just nice. We had our own space. It was raining, but we could hang out in a van. Um, made our own food. We didn't have to like go to restaurants or go down to the hotel. And it's just, it's comfortable. Mm
0: -hmm. I I agree with
1: that. Something very comforting about having all of your stuff with you Mm -hmm. and your bed. I mean, sleep, at least for us, sleeping is very, very important and it can definitely impact me Mm and how I feel if I don't get a good night's sleep. So just being able to bring your own pillow and having a comfortable bed It makes a big difference and then there's just so many things that we've seen along the way Mm -hmm. while driving that we would miss if we flew Mm -hmm. and that's just nice to be able to stop whenever we want and like hey there's a sign for a random you know, point of interest. Let's go check it out.
3: Yeah, and they don't have buckies at the airport. Trust me. Have a look.
1: <laughs> <They>
0: do not.
2: <laughs> Can you imagine? And if you
3: don't know what buckies be- is,
2: look it up.
0: Buckies. One of you guys has a bucky onesie, don't you? I saw somebody recently. Oh, we both run- do. Oh, you both do. Okay, I want to say I just saw yeah. you guys running like a five k in one of those. Is that true? Yes. Okay.
3: Hundred yes. percent. That
1: <laughs> 100%. was us. That was
0: us. Through the, the zoo in our in our beaver outfits. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. I saw that. I was like. I'm glad we're friends (laughs) like
3: this. (laughs) We also use, we use the van on a like daily basis. Mm -hmm. Um, So we kind of live out in the country. And when we go into town, um, if we're going to Costco or places like that, if we have a lot of stops, we'll bring the van, turn the refrigerator on, And when we go, all the food, ice cream, whatever that we buy gets stuck in the fridge and we don't have to worry about it melting or anything else. Mm -hmm. Yes. And sometimes we'll go out with friends. Um, Like this past summer, uh, friends of ours were having a pool party. So we took the van because we could change. Um, We had snacks in there. We had our like drinks and whatnot. And everything was accessible to us, and we didn't have to worry about packing up the car and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, and That's Joe so nice. is more outgoing than I am, so and he can stay out later. Uh-huh. And it's nice to bring the van where you know I can say it's nine o'clock, I'm going to go and you know retire for the evening, but he can <laughs> yeah. still go and hang with everyone, um, and we're not having to leave the party early because of me. Yeah, I'm
3: not outgoing. I just like to stay out late. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's a difference. <laughs>
0: Oh, I like it. Yeah, having that little place to kind of hide away is really nice. Yeah. I always thought the van would make a perfect tailgating spot too. If you like go to a football game, we mm-hmm. haven't gotten mm-hmm. to try that yet. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it we're,
2: would be a good spot. We're
0: going to use our truck camper probably to pick up a Christmas tree this week. That's how yeah, we're going to use it on our daily yeah. daily ah. driving around. I think
2: we're going to. And we, you know, maybe you guys do this. I assume that you do because you seem like normal people. Um, but in our van <laughs> or our truck, you know, we're we're driving, and then you get tired. You're like, you know what? We can just pull over and take a nap in the middle of the day. Like, do you do that?
3: Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. actually nap when Kate's driving. Oh,
2: yes,
0: see, it's, the it's the best. We asked some friends this the other day, and they're like, we've never taken a nap in the van. They're so no longer the friends. Point? Like, we just are like, you guys are
2: weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't believe you're not doing that in the van. you On a the point. long
0: road trip day, you're six hours in, post-lunch, you want a nap, just pull over, and you've got your whole bed right there. <laughs> it's a luxury, yes. I'm telling yeah. you. There's no going back yes. after this.
3: I will say that is one of the bigger, like having gone from a truck camper Mm. back to a van. That's one of the big things that I missed about the truck camper is there are those long driving days where I get really tired. Kate will take over. I'll go in the back and just crawl into bed. Mm. And I know it's not safe. I I don't have a seatbelt or anything else on. I don't recommend people do it, (laughs) but it is nice just to go back, close your eyes for like 20, 30 minutes and then I'm ready to
0: go again. Yep. That is really nice. Yeah, we're, actually, I don't know that we ever did that in our van. Did we? Kramer did. Kramer slept on the bed the whole time. Once or
2: twice we did it in the van. We did. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, once or twice we did it in the van. On a a smooth road, yeah.
0: (laughs) On a smooth road off the interstates in South Dakota (laughs) where it's flat and there's nothing around. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay so maybe talk to us about the different kinds of rigs so i know a lot of people a lot of people found our channel from our van tour that was our biggest video remains our biggest video ever people mm-hmm. are so fascinated by seeing different types of rigs and you guys have so many different tours and information on all sorts of campers out there on your youtube channel so if you guys are interested in watching that go check out their channel what has been your favorite rig to travel in or do you have a favorite or do you kind of choose a new one as your life since like lifestyle changes? Yes. Yes. That that one. <laughs> that
1: one. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> As our lifestyle changes. Okay. Yeah. Because the thinking back going from, you know, when we started selling our 1200 square foot home in Los Angeles to move into a camper full-time, I, I can't imagine having made that jump from the house into a van mm. Uh, The Class A motorhome was Mm -hmm. probably the smallest we were comfortable Mm -hmm. at the time with our two dogs. And then as our lifestyle changed and becoming more minimalist, I would say, or understanding we can, you know, get along and enjoy with a lot less. We started realizing, hey, we could go even smaller and having a smaller rig allows us to get to more places Mm -hmm. or be more nimble and more flexible. So it's definitely been changes with our lifestyle.
3: Yeah, and I'll say going from the so the van we first had was a ProMaster mm, okay. front wheel drive um we actually got stuck in wet grass a few times. Oh. And it I mean so it really was not something you wanted to take too far off the pavement. Okay. And I know people take them on dirt roads and all sorts of things which is great until things get wet and then it gets stuck. Mm. But that said, we after that, we decided that we wanted something four-wheel drive, mm-hmm. so we got to test a lot of other manufacturers' vehicles that were four-wheel drive, um, ultimately leading us to the truck camper. Mm-hmm. So it was an F-350 with a four-wheel camper's um, flatbed hawk mm, yeah. camper. So what for everyone who's listening to this, what that was was we had a flatbed mounted on our truck. And the camper was designed with a flat bottom, not the normal truck camper that you see that has the uh, flares on the side to go around a pickup bed. Mm -hmm. So it gave us more room inside. We wanted that because we wanted to do more overlanding. So off-road adventures and things like that. And we saw some pretty amazing things, did some pretty cool stuff with that truck, but quickly realized that off-roading, overlanding was not for us. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that was we were living out of this rig full time. Yeah, We would do one of these awesome adventures out in the middle of nowhere with a group of people, see some incredible things, and we'd get back and we're like, crap, we need to go to the mechanic because a seal on the engine was blown or a part of our suspension was now hanging loose. It was like every time we would do one of these, we'd have a blast, but something would be broken. Gotcha. And now we're scrambling to you know in whatever town we're in find a mechanic get this fixed uh hopefully they can do it in a day so we don't have to get a hotel room mm-hmm. and we kind of got tired of that
1: yeah and- i think it was also different because all the people we were traveling with had a home base they weren't living out of their vehicle and carrying everything with them mm-hmm. and so we started like after doing several overlanding trips and realizing and talking to other people who are also on the trip, there's, there's always something to fix at the end of a trip, mm-hmm. uh, minor or big that you start to kind of evaluate the risk and reward. Like, okay, if we go on this next trip with our home, um, and like, do, how long are we going to be out in terms of time at the mechanic? And how long are we going to be out of our camper potentially? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that became a bit more of a worry than we originally thought we would have to kind of consider Mm -hmm. when we started. Um, But I would say, at least for me personally, now that we have a home base, I feel much more comfortable like going out and doing, let's say a more intense trip where we could potentially have some issues, but there is that a little bit of a safety net of, okay, well, we have a home base now and we don't have all of our stuff with us. It just feels a little bit more manageable.
3: Yeah. And I think there's, there's a different mindset too. Like, let's say we just completely destroyed the truck. Back then, that was our home. That was right. every, everything we, pretty much everything we owned was in that thing. And we would have had to have rented some sort of vehicle, like a U-Haul or something to put it all in, go to a hotel, figure something else out with our lives. Now, we're able to take the essentials out of that vehicle And fly home if we have to. Right. Um, You know, so that vehicle either being totaled or being um, in a mechanic shop for a long time wouldn't impact us as much as it did back then. Mm. And the other thing was I'm very handy and I would consider myself a shade tree mechanic. Mm -hmm. So I carried a full set of tools. I had virtually everything I needed to tear that whole truck apart and build it back again. Wow. Um, including power tools and everything else, the problem was you can't always do that in a parking lot, um, you know, or someplace. And you also, I don't know how many times um, you, I've been working on something, be it on the house, a vehicle, whatever, where I get partway through and I'm like, crap, I need X, Y, and Z. So I have to make a run to the auto parts store and I'll probably (laughs) make two or three more runs to the auto parts store before I'm done. Well, you can't do that if your vehicle's not running. Right. Right. So, and auto parts stores don't take too kindly to you uh, rebuilding things in their parking
0: lot. <laughs> no kidding. Um, we found
3: out
2: that hard way too, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. And there then, and then there are just some things that are to we'll call it heavy duty where you need very specialized equipment that you just can't do in a parking lot. Right. Um, so all of those things were considerations. And I think that's one of the reasons why we decided to go back to van life mm-hmm. because that suited us better now that we're part-time we're not living out of it full-time so you know all the concerns over having enough storage and other things are alleviated Um, we can take it on trips if something happens we can always fly home or do something
2: else
0: Mm -hmm. okay I agree with that. That actually kind of very much leaned into my next question, which was how has having a home base changed the way you guys travel and how has it been easier or harder? But I think you just answered that. So never mind.
2: <laughs> yeah, I will <want> <laughs> Yeah. So what's next for you? Like, I know we're coming up to the end of 2023, but like you, you have a whole year of planned trips or go, going out and adventuring. Like, so what would, what would, what's next?
1: Well, the immediate next immediate trip we have is a cruise. Uh, we're taking a family cruise from Los Angeles through the Panama Canal, and it'll end in Florida. How so, cool. That's, cool! That should be fun.
0: That's really cool. Mm-hmm. When is that?
1: That'll be in January. Is that going to be vlog? so start of the year? Yeah. Uh, yes. The plan current plan is to make a video. Okay. <laughs> uh, to kind of share that experience. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and Mom and Jan are always a
0: a good time. Yeah. On video. Good. Yeah. <laughs> people miss them. Oh, so cool! And I guess we could ask you to go ahead and share. We're going to link everything down below. But where can people find you to watch your content or read your content?
1: So the blog is wtherussos dot com, and everywhere else also wtherussos. So YouTube, Instagram, Facebook.
3: And here I can I can put in a shameless plug right now. Do it. So my two books, Yes. this is number one, Uh number two. So um, first book was all about that uh, year and a half we spent when Kate came up with the idea to hit the road and everything else. So this is everything we went through up into the first day on the road. And this was the first year and a half we spent in our class A motorhome.
0: Wow. Awesome. We'll link everything down below so people can find you guys and it'll be in the show notes on our website, but This was so good. Thank you guys so much. I feel like we could have you guys on again and just dive even deeper in some of these topics because you guys are a wealth of knowledge and inspiration. So thank you for being here. Yeah. Thanks for being here, guys.
1: Thank you for having us. Yeah, Yeah, it was a good time. love to chat anytime you all have time. Yeah. I'd love to learn a bit more, too, about all the things that you all are
0: doing. We'll talk. We'll talk soon. (laughs) We'll have to have you all on our podcast. (laughs) We'll do. We'll be there. (laughs) Y'all have a good one. Thanks for listening to What No One Tells You with Chris and Sarah. If you have a comment or question that you want answered on the air, be sure to send us a message to hello at ChrisandSarah.com or you can call or text our phone number at 423-825-9572. Thanks for listening.